This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. I'm the man of a thousand names, Jackson Wells. With me, as always, is my tag team partner, the podcast Pooba, BP Burke. Pooba. Yeah. Beeps, we have a packed show today. We'll talk guilty pleasures. Fig. No, not going to talk fig feds. No, we're not. We're going to talk video games. Video games. What Damn. else are we talking about? Uh, Philly food talk. Mm-hmm. And of course, it came from Philly. Food came from Philly, yes. No, Philly it, invented food. Nobody no, no, no. ate before Philly. It came from Philly. That's, oh. that's the name of the game. That's right. That's the name of the game. But first, let's get our social media. Okay. If you have any questions, general comments, or even topic suggestions, email us at cheesesteaksuplex at gmail.com. Our Instagram is... At cheesesteaksuplex. That's, that, that is it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Our, also our Facebook. Right. Cheesesteaksuplex. Yeah. Our Twitter, it's not cheesesteak suplex. Uh, it's Philly suplex. Yeah, Twitter is very, very limiting on how long your username can be. Uh, you can you can name it whatever you want, like the name you show, but the actual like at whatever it is that you go to for like the site, mm-hmm. it has to be um, 16 characters or less. So cheesesteak suplex, a little big. Philly suplex fits nicely. And of course, merch, you go to projecthumanoid.com. That's P-R-O-J-E-C-T-H-U-M-A-N-O-I-D.com. C-O-M. No, it's just dot com. Oh. It's not dot com C-O-M. No, dot C-O-M. That, that would be dot com com. Dot com com. Um, and also, you could go to Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that happy horse shit, and uh, give us a five-star rating or a five-star frog splash. Or I'd rather the rating. Okay. Don't splash me. Splash him. What about Clear Splash? Oh, I love those. You do like those. So, uh, yeah. So, there, there's that. And now, uh, let's... Uh, Let's, t- let's tell these fine folks why we're called Cheesesteak Suplex. We kind of didn't do that in the first episode. Yeah. So uh, we're both from, well, we did go into a lot of detail about where we're from and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And so cheesesteak, obviously synonymous with Philadelphia. Right. Suplex, synonymous with wrestling. That easy. There you have it. That simple. The end. The end. Yeah. I, I've, I've realized this about you. Sometimes when you don't want to do something, you don't like to expound. Oh. You're just yeah. like, I'll give you the most simple answer. Okay. So so in, in the thing, I, I actually wrote Fig Fed because that was the original topic. Uh, and uh, I forgot to change it. Right. And I left it in. Uh, we're actually going to talk about video games wrestling yeah. video games i fig think that's next week that's a teaser as they say in the business so the fig feds is next week yeah uh which which you know not like it was going to be some big surprise but i was going to try to you know kind of work it in there a little bit you know uh but but that's yeah there you go so that's that's going to be next week this week we're going to talk um wrestling video games and creator wrestlers yeah uh so but the first topic that we're going to talk about is guilty pleasures. Yeah, and, and that's one of the fun things, the really fun things about wrestling, I think, is just how there's certain wrestlers that maybe they weren't popular, maybe they weren't around that long, they weren't particularly successful, but for some reason, you really liked them. I Did we bring up, I think we brought up last week, and he wasn't a wrestler, 
But did we bring up Rob Bartlett, I think, on the first episode? Um, kind of, um, we, we may have, I but think the, we did, but the thing, the, the problem with that is we bring up, yeah, we did because we're talking about hoagie eating, hoagie action. eating yeah. action, but, but I start to forget if it was this show or one of our other two shows. Yeah. Or did or, we bring it up when we were on tornado was tag? Cause you were on tornado tag. Right. Yeah. So, but anyway, Rob Bartlett, if you don't know who he is, he was one of the original announcers when they first started doing Monday night raw, raw started in January. It was on it was on here because we were talking about the radio because we were talking about like all the different radio shows we listened to all the different podcasts we did. Yeah. And Don Imus got brought up. And, and, I, and I was wrong, by the way. Let me let me correct myself. Mm -hmm. I was saying Don Imus was a, a mentor of Opie. He was. That was Brother Wheeze. Yeah. yeah. I, so so to correct myself there. I, I, yeah. But not that anybody really gives a <laughs> shit. But, you know, like there might I, have been I, one person I, out there. But I give a shit. You give a shit. I give. You're the shit. one person. Yeah. So Rob Bartlett, yeah, he uh, he was the one of the early announcers on Raw for the first three months or so. We both loved him. He was funny. He would do comedy, uh, but he didn't know anything about wrestling. He knew nothing at all about wrestling. Well, you know, so, and 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 in in his defense, he didn't need to. Right. Uh, look, know the names of the guys, and let the other people call the. Who who else was on there? Bobby? It, no, with uh, Bartlett, it was McMahon and Savage. Savage. Mm -hmm. Savage knows the moves. Yeah. McMahon knows the moves. We wouldn't say it. He got him. He got him. No, he doesn't know. Yeah. Um, what a maneuver. <laughs> Vince was not the strongest uh, okay, that's, technical play-by-play -play right. man. Fair. It, it remind, it, it, he, and, and Rob Bartlett wasn't as bad. I, I think most would say it's like Art Donovan. He was the guy that did the uh, the one King of the Ring because they were I in Baltimore. Know. Is this the guy that you always give me shit about? How much does he that? Or yeah. how much does that guy? How weigh? much does this guy weigh? Yeah. All right, Gorilla is that one of the wrestlers? Listen, I have he looks this... like a businessman. So so let me let me get into it about IRS. But before we get into the guilty pleasure, uh, or our guilty pleasures, and not just maybe not just wrestlers, but maybe gimmicks or mm -hmm. um, whatever. <sighs> You were just on Tornado Tag. That's your. That's the other show that you're on. That's the other wrestling show, man. Yeah. And you guys were talking about like bullying and the the, you know, like I guess there was a thing with J. Uh, not JBL. I'm sorry. Uh, Bubba, Bully, Bully Ray, Ray and Mark Henry. And Mark Henry. Um, I think that just the way that we were raised, we've been we've been conditioned to think that certain things matter. Like height and weight and all that stuff. And some people just care about that. Mm -hmm. Like, so what, what, for, okay, for example, like when I'm somewhere, if there are people that are taller than me, I feel a little icky, you know? Really? Okay. Yeah, I feel not icky, but I feel like, oh, fuck. Oh, that guy's taller. Mm -hmm. It's like a, maybe it's like a bravado thing, you know? It's like yeah. a, it's like a fucking. I want to be the tallest guy. Yeah, you want to be the alpha. Like, yeah, 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 right. And and to a certain degree, you know, like I'm not going in there. I'm not like, yeah, these people better fucking fear me, you know, mm -hmm. but to a degree, I, I do want to be that type of person adjacent. You want to be alpha adjacent. I want to be alpha adjacent. Yeah. yeah. I want to be al alpha catty cornered. I want to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you want to be able to to see Alpha from out your window, right? 
You want to be within or, walking distance of Alpha? No, not, not that close. Oh. No. You want to be able to drive to Alpha? Yeah. Okay. Now, that's Aldi. Oh, okay. I get those confused all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or is, remember when Michael Cole used to say Philadelphia? Philadelphia, yeah. Philadelphia. Like, why the fuck you say it like that? Anyway, so th- the reason why I'm bringing all that up is is when... Like somebody like Art Donovan is like, how much is that guy? Because that matters to some people. Mm-hmm. Height and weight and all that stuff matters. And with old wrestling, a lot of that shit mattered. Like, you know, like Jim Cornette talks about it. Like, and it's true because they, they were talking about their backstage announcers and they were like, or uh, interviewers. An interviewer should never be bigger than the talent. Yeah. And I agree with that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, Alex Marvez or whatever his name is and he was talking about how awful he is as an announcer and I agree. I'm he's, not a fan of Alex Marvez. No. He sucks. Uh, and he was like, he's bigger than all of them and he is. Like, yeah. I he, he had a head over Darby Allen, and I'm looking at it I'm like, do you understand how fucking goofy this looks? Yeah, that's why uh, the one guy, there's somebody I know that does backstage interviews and they're 6'1". They're, six one. they're, right. uh, they're legitimately 6'1". And a lot of the wrestlers they're interviewing are under six feet tall. Uh, some of them are about five seven. Uh, one person in particular I, I can know of is five seven. And so they will, this this person will do like a standing split and almost like a crouch, like they're like they're MC Hammer or something. Well, didn't they used to have Vince McMahon in a pit? They would always say he would stand in a pit. Yeah, uh, when he was interviewing Andre, especially because. Like Andre, there was supposed to be so much taller than everybody, and he was only really like legitimately about maybe six inches taller than Vince. Ah, uh, no, no, he wasn't seven. Yeah, because I think they they, they no. would say Andre was like legit maybe six ten eleven. Yeah, right. So that'd be a good ten inches. Vince McMahon's only six six foot six. I one. thought he was like six four. Okay, S- six four. Oh, okay. I no, I don't know how tall he no, is. No, no, six. Vince I never is went only, up to the man with a tape measure. You don't need to. You could just go by looking at other people. Like look at him standing next to CM Punk. Look at him standing next to Triple H. Look at like, right. You 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 can gauge how tall. There's no way that guy's six four. Um, no, Vince Vince is anywhere like shoot height between six foot and six two. Um, Andre the Giant was probably a legit six ten six eleven. Yeah, they said he was probably slightly under seven feet tall. Um, and that was from like people saw him like standing next to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain, yeah, like other people around that height that that would be around him. Like, hey, it was probably this height, and that's fair. And that's you know that's that's still super super imposing. Yeah, and he looked taller because of his proportions, because the acromegaly, his head was bigger, his hands were very big, right? His feet were very big. So so with with this guy that you're talking about, the six one, he's got to do his his split. Vince McMahon stands in a in a uh, th- now I've seen Vince interview Andre f- back in the early 80s and you could tell that either Andre was standing on something right or Vince was in some kind of pit you're crouching or, or doing crouch- something, right yeah. because there's there's no way that that Andre was legit that much taller than him next time I go to the Hamburg Fieldhouse I'm looking for the Vince pit I don't think that it's an actual yeah pit. I, <laughs> I don't think it's an actual pit it probably they probably had him stand on uh, had Andre stand on like a milk crate or something. Yeah, that'd be a strong ass milk crate. Oh come on, he was he was a a, a big fella. But anyway, you're kind of conditioned to think these things like height and weight matters and all that stuff. And and I still catch myself to it. And another thing, 
I'll, I'll point out something. I realized this because I had it happen to me. And I studied this like a fucking Zabruder film. Zabruder. Zabruder. Zabruder, yeah. It's Zabruder, but people say Zabruder. It's kind of like potato, potato, whatever. Uh, so talking about 6-1, I am with shoes on 6-1, 6-2. I used to be 6-1. Shoot height, barefoot. But I had a thing with my neck after surgery and... I just, I felt like, I think I lost an inch. So I'm like a shoot without shoes, six foot, but I wear shoes a lot. So if you see me outside, you're catching me, uh, you know, you were going to measure about me. that. Uh, please, uh, please. I'll never do that again. <laughs> um, I just want to wipe her from existence. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like from my memory, I don't want to murder her. You want to do like the men in black. Like you never, you, rem- you don't remember she exists. Correct. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, if, if you were to measure me with shoes on, it depends. It depends on my, on, on that day. I could be six foot, uh, six, one, six, two shit like that matters to me. I don't know. It's just the way that, that, that I was uh, conditioned and God damn it. If, if I didn't forget where the fuck I was going with all of this, was your guilty pleasure wrestler very tall? Is that where you're going? Is it giant Gonzalez? No, but you know oh. what? It's no, this had nothing to do with guilty pleasure, but. Because I didn't see anything that I liked as a guilty pleasure. You know why? Because wrestling was my guilty pleasure. Okay, yeah. Wrestling Pro- in and of itself, yeah. Yeah, professional wrestling was my guilty pleasure. Because you know how embarrassing it was for some people to be like, I like pro wrestling. Especially yeah, in the mid-90s, between Hulkamania and Attitude, wrestling was not cool. Like, wrestling was not something you would talk about all the time. Because I remember when it came back, like, when you are a kid, wrestling's big because of Hulkamania. Well, our age. Like, people our age. We're... You're 41, I'm 38, and so in the late 80s, in the mid-80s, wrestling's huge, and you, it's okay to like wrestling, and then in the 90s, it's kind of something you're, you you talked about in hushed tones, and if you find that one other kid that likes wrestling, you're friends instantly, because huh. you're you're part of the secret club. How'd that work out for you? Yeah, not so good. Oh. <laughs> um, that is how we met. <laughs> that's how we met, because that's of- That's the joke. Yeah. Well, I, I'm telling them. Um, I don't know if they know how we met. And then around the time I started high school, I started high school in 97 and the NWO starting to take off and Austin starting to take off and the rock starting to take off and, and wrestling became something you could talk about again. Now I am three years older than you, as you just established. I also was in the same grade as you. Yeah. You were a freshman in high school for, in 1997 for, for two years. And, uh, two weeks for, and 1995. For, well, no. For two weeks, we were in the same grade. Yes. Uh, and I saw you in the in the, the, the hallways, and it was very embarrassing. Because it was like, oh, I shouldn't be here. You know? <laughs> You're like that Radiohead song. I don't belong. Well, and, 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 and I had a dude that would call me the godfather. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, dude, you're like the Godfather because you were pimping hoes nationwide. No, because oh. I was old and I was like just sitting in the back of the class, like, yeah, look at all these young kids, you know, <laughs> like, like, look at all, look at all my babies, <laughs> and one of them was literally your child. Yeah, so, so it's it just seemed that way because mm-hmm. I was so much older, and it was like I was only two or three, you know, three years older than than the, those kids, and yet it just like. It makes it makes you people realize like one somebody probably looked at me as like this kid's the dumbest fucking dude ever, 
if he's still here. Right. And other kids are like, oh, man, I have respect for you because you're older. Yeah. You know, like kind of like how I would look up to it. Like when I was a freshman, you know, you look at a senior. Yeah. You're like, oh, man. Oh, he's a senior. You know? Yeah. You're a senior like, yeah, this ain't shit, is it? Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, so as as I said, wrestling itself was my my, my guilty pleasure. But. <sighs> so you kind of threw me under the bus. I don't know if you were you were angling for something here. I don't know if you were trying to get me to admit something. So I'll just fucking say it. I did have a guilty pleasure. Who was tall? Test. Actually, I did like test. Test but, was all right. But that test wasn't was a guilty funny. pleasure. That was a pleasure. Oh. He pleasured me. Um, no. Uh, Diesel. Yeah. Well, I don't think Diesel's a very guilty pleasure either, but you were a big Diesel fan. But I was a big Diesel fan. Here's what was the guilty pleasure. You, I'll have you tell the story. Oh, okay. Um, I remember I was going to a uh, house show at the Spectrum. With my my uncle would take me to like house shows at the Spectrum every now and now then. His uncle was Danny Spivey. <laughs> he looked a lot like him, but he wasn't Danny Spivey. Oh, but he he did look quite a bit like Danny. He looked like a mix between Dan Spivey and Bob Holly. Yes, that that's a very good description of my uncle. And so we're going there, and you were like, "Hey, if you can get the Diesel gloves, because Diesel had the fingerless gloves, the black fingerless gloves with like the holes for the knuckles." Yeah. Um, I was like, he were like, this is when Diesel was a tweener. It was after he dropped the title of Bret Hart before, before he went full heel. It's an insider term. Yeah. So you were like, I want the Diesel gloves because he said, like, he'll pound your fist, but only if you have the Diesel gloves. So you needed the Diesel gloves. Right. So in case you just ran into Diesel in the streets and we're like, I got your glove, pound my fist. I don't think it was if I ran into him in the streets. Oh. I thought I, I, it was like. You want to be know, part of the Diesel club. I wanted to be part of the Diesel club. Mm-hmm. I love Diesel. Like, because I was smart enough and smartened up enough to know that he was all these other people. I knew he was Vinny Vegas. Mm-hmm. I knew he was Oz. I knew he was super shredder. Right. Did you know he was master blaster steel? No, not at that time. I don't think I did either. Not at that time. Cause I didn't know shit about him or Al green or, yeah, you know, um, I, I knew Al green, but I knew him from, uh, like love and happiness and let's stay together. And no, that's the singer Al green. This oh, is a different, the, this is the dog. The dog, Al Green. Al yeah. Green, yeah, different guy. Um, but, but let let me tell you though, man, I, I I'm a student of the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, of Triple H, I'm a student. Uh, no, but I'm a student of the game where I I do know I know a lot of names, I know a lot of wrestlers, I know I just know a lot about wrestling because at 41 years old, I I don't think I have ever had any kind of passion, but wrestling. Where you, there's a lot of things you like, but there's a lot of things you retain. I don't retain a lot of information. Um, my my brain is a little bit of a sponge. I am good at keeping information. And I have, uh, I have one. I just have a bad memory, and two, I have brain fog after diabetes and the cancer shit and all the medications I'm on and everything, and my lack of sleep and whatever. I just, you know, my cognitive abilities stink. You know, maybe my brain I, is mostly sunny. Your brain is ginkgo biloba. It's about seventy two degrees. Oh, I thought your your brain is. I thought it was in jail every other week. Oh, maybe. Okay, no, anyway, not that sunny. It's mostly sunny. It's not full sunny. So, so going back to uh, 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 Diesel, yeah, Diesel. I'm going to start an OnlyFans for my brain, though. Okay, um, I, that's it. Should have one. 
I'm just gonna just talk about like different facts and things that I remember on my OnlyFans. Right. It's gonna have nothing to do with like images or you definitely don't want that. No. But. You just like you pay a dollar and then like one day it's like I remember I liked handy snacks and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, that's what you it. get. Triscuits rule. Yeah. That was my screen name once. Yeah, that's gonna, then, be, that's gonna be my brain's OnlyFans. Yeah. And then like, and then there will be other ones where you're like, yeah, I once uh, used the name Brian Technico. Yes. On a, on a podcast because Jackson over here was Jackie Rudo. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, that's a that's a fact. That is, yeah. Yeah. I was the baby face. You were the heel. Right. Yeah. I uh, I I've used a lot of names over the years. I'm, a thousand. I w- look. Listen. I, I wouldn't doubt that there's a damn near a thousand probably names that I've had in some because some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, but but going back to the uh, guilty pleasures, that is the topic. That's what we're talking yeah. about. Uh, if you're if you're now uh, tuning in uh, to this live show, that's not live. Um, yeah, if you somehow just skipped, you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to this, this show, but I'm skipping the 20 minutes. Right. No, you're here. We're talking about guilty pleasures. Yeah. Um, th- there are a lot of like like as a kid. I was real big. I guess I was a fan of the big guys, the mm-hmm. big guy, never Ryback. Uh, but mm-hmm. I was I was a fan of like Hulk Hogan because mm-hmm. again that's how you're conditioned, right? I was always I always liked Hogan, but he was never like my favorite wrestler. Like I was never that in the Hogan. I was because I guess it was my age. Now it's what yeah. was popular. Hulk Hogan's Rocket Wrestling. He had the um, he had the uh the 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 workout set. Yeah. Like WrestleMania six, who did you root for? I was rooting for the Warrior. Hogan Warrior, what year is that? 90. Um, I think I was behind Warrior at that time. Yeah, at that point, that's like toward the end of Hogan's peak. So yeah, that's, that's around the time. Like, I, I've had enough of Hogan. Yeah. Let's, 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 that was a double clothesline, right? That, yeah, that was, there that's was a, a double clothesline in that match. Yeah, um, yeah, I think, I think I'm rooting for... And then what was the next year? Was that Slaughter? Yeah, that was Hogan and Slaughter. I was, and I was back for being... I was always a Hulkamaniac, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I was always a Hulkamaniac, but as I started to get older, I started to appreciate other people. Yeah. And, um, but I was always, I always liked the, the bigger guys. So, so that's why, like, when, when you look at wrestling today and you see, like, I brought up uh, Alex Marvez standing next to Darby Allen. And I don't know, I don't know who it was, but they brought it up a long time ago. They were like, I don't like, uh, it's not believable to see a guy, a guy that looks like he's, he's, you know, he works at Walmart. Like, I don't buy that guy as he's, you know, going to beat me up. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when I see Darby Allen and I see him standing next to Alex Marvez, it's like, Darby Allen should be the one interviewing that big galoot. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it should be the other way around because there's only one guy that looks like, who's going to, who's, who am I going to have a tougher time in a fight with? Right. And I think that that's the, with wrestling. Now, I know it's changing and I, I, I get it. I get that. Everything is changing in wrestling because now it's more about, all right, it's not about who's the toughest or who's like, you know, the believability. It's about who performs the best. Right. But that's not how it was supposed to be before. Right. It wasn't about who performs the best. It was about believability and who performs. It was a mixture of both. But it had a there was there was a thing, a, a level of believability, because whether or not Brock Lesnar can actually fucking tear your head off. You want to believe that Brock Lesnar could tear your head off because that's why you want to pay. Like, are what are you paying to see? Like, I know Darby Allen can't beat me in a fight. Maybe he can. Maybe Dar- Darby Allen can't beat me in a fight. I don't know. Maybe he's just really scrappy. But I don't think that he could beat me in a fight. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
And so, like, so if I see him fighting, like, somebody my size, to me, I guess I still have that hang up that it's like, but he can't beat him in real life. So, and I think that every once in a while, it's good to have that underdog. But when you're constantly pushing that, but then again, everything's changing now. So, um, yeah, I think it's also smart to not have guys that size in there with a guy like a Lance Archer. Just put him in there like Darby and Allen and MJF. MJF's a little bigger, but it's not going to be. It's not such a big difference that it's. And then you could have MJF and Lance Archer. And to me, it makes sense just because he's it's it's a sheer size thing. Like if you had if it was like MJF versus Lance Archer, I'm not going to go. I'm going to go if it was a real fight. Lance Archer's probably going to destroy yeah. him. But. Yeah, the belie- MJF might double like fucking take, you know. Yeah, the believability thing's not as huge a deal to me. Maybe it's because, like, I remember the early UFCs where one of the big ones they had was this guy, Keith Hackney. And he's fighting this guy, Emmanuel Yarborough, who was, like, six inches taller than him and weighs, like, this. 500 pounds. I remember this. And yeah. he lost. Yep. Because he got him down and he just started hitting him in the back of the head and he beat him. Right. Which And you had, like, illegal. Hoist Gracie beating Kimo. Kimo looked like he came out of central casting as a fighter. And Hoist Gracie beat him because he had better technique. Yeah, it's I, I I get it. Like I said, I get I understand everything's changing, and I'm I'm open to to all of that. But um, but I still had this thing that like, you know, this believability thing. So when I was a kid, the big guys like Sid, yeah, as a Sid Mark, you know, like we we were talking about uh, sounds like a personal problem. We were talking. No, that's a Skid Mark. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, did we talk about the wrestling cards last? Yeah, I think we did. On yeah. the first episode? We did, yeah. Okay. So I remember like cutting promos to my gold star camera. Uh <laughs> like right. I remember sitting in my parents' like fucking bedroom with the cat like talking. I was like, I am the master and the role, you know. I yeah, I did say that last week. Uh I was a big Sid Mark. I had a fucking Sid uh post actually I remember having a uh uh, uh Nikita Koloff poster on my wall. Because mm-hmm. I, I was I was collecting all the app after mags and the WWF uh mags at that point. All the magazines. And that would be a great topic to, to talk about one day. Oh yeah, t- definitely the just, after mags. Just to really get into all the mm-hmm. all of that. Um but uh I I was really I was really into Sid. I was really into I'll tell you one bigger guy from a little bit later than that. That I he was maybe my favorite wrestler, not for a whole Ron long Reese. time. Yeah, I no, remember no, no. you had a, you had Ron Reese T-shirts. Oh, I still do, but uh, but no, this was around like ninety three, I want to say, or late ninety two, early ninety three. My favorite wrestler at that time might have been Crush when he came back and he was Kona Crush and he had so, the multicolor. I I loved Crush for some reason. So. You squeeze people's heads. I think that I was one of the only one like kids my age, at least that I knew, that understood who that crush was. Yeah, yeah, I remember he was crush from demolition. Because I remember, yeah, like I remember, like oh, that's crush from demolition, but and he looks different. And it's funny we bring up demolition, and it's funny we bring up people that have had a lot of names. Uh, and I, I didn't appreciate him at the time, but at looking back, I have a deep, deep, deep appreciation unironically for repo man yeah repo man is maybe my favorite bad wrestler ever because it's a dumb gimmick yeah it shouldn't work mm-hmm. but barry darso smash crusher khrushchev whatever you want to call him the guy Black who was bully. repo man blacktop bully mr hole in one mr hole in one barry darso <laughs> yeah. he 
just went so over the top with it. Mm -hmm. And he was obvious. It seemed very obvious looking back that he was really drawing on like Frank Gorshin's Riddler. Yes. And things like that, that it was so good because it was so bad. He was, he went so over the top with it that he made it entertaining. It was great, man. I, I loved it. There, there are a lot of characters like that. And I, I think that some of them fucking killed it, dude. Like, and it's funny because I finally met somebody that likes Repo Man as much as I did, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Matt Turner. Uh, okay. Local wrestler Matt Turner loves Repo Man. Wow. Um, we were at Pilgaroo in, yeah. in Pottsville. We, we, so we were there. We were doing trivia, wrestling trivia. Yeah, were, uh, it's on Center Street in Pottsville, if you're ever in the area between, I want to say, Race and Laurel. It's next to the Majestic yes. Theater. Uh, across the street from the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. So it's co-owned by professional wrestler Tony Deppin. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was actually hosting the first night of wrestling trivia, which we came in second place. Yes. Now, we had talked a long time ago about uh, if if any place around here has wrestling trivia, how basically we're going to walk in there slow motion, <laughs> like get ready to be astonished that yeah. we're going to fucking walk away as champs. Like we were that mm-hmm. confident that we're going to destroy anybody. Dare I say cocky? Dare I say extremely confident over, overconfident. over cocky. Yeah. Hard cocked. Yeah. Um, it was Rocky three and we went to a fight with clever Lang. Just no Mickey died, but it was getting beat by clever Lang in the beginning of Rocky three. And like, but man, we, we, we fucking held we, our own. We held our own. And we went into like three overtimes or some yeah. shit. It was crazy. And then we lost. We came in. Se- we lost by one point. Yeah. Uh, you know, what, what, what did they say about like second place? Second place is the first, first loser. Place, yeah. First yeah. place loser. Um, And that's what happened. We, we came in second place and I didn't think we were going to. I thought we fucking had it. Yeah. But you were drinking because uh, so this is this is what I like to call a. um. What's the word? An intervention. An intervention. <laughs> okay. I'm not drinking right now. Oh. I'm sober. So, I'll, I'll tell you, I went in the fridge earlier. Uh-huh. I was getting the chili out. I made chili last night. Okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, as a matter of fact, a little bit later, we're going to talk soup. So, I remember that show. No, no, that was Frank talk Kinnear. soup. No, no, that was talk soup. Yeah. We are going to talk about soup. Oh, okay. Okay. That's different. Uh, But anyway, so I, I, I made chili last night. And I pulled a pot uh, because I I am the person that you know that likes soup the most. There's nobody that you know that likes soup more than me. We're gonna have a soup battle between you and Rosh from the sanctuary at some point. Is that, that was can't be a ba- I can't be a battle if I already won. Okay. So I pull out the thing and I see the beers that Tony from Tornado Tag Podcast go uh-huh. listen uh, gave you, but I only saw three of them. Uh huh. And I go. Is he day drinking? Yeah, at, I'm day drinking work? while I'm working. Yeah, <laughs> no, literally. And 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 I saw the 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 topper thing, you know, the carrier in the trash, and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> now listen, I shut the door, and I got angry. <laughs> I got literally no, no, I got like irrationally fucking angry, right? Because I'm like, I don't give a shit if he drinks, but is he really going this far that now he's fucking like? <laughs> Drinking them during the day when he's fucking working? Like, this is this is some weird shit. That would be some weird shit, yeah. So, like, 
I got annoyed. <laughs> and I go, hey, Bubs, I'm talking to my son. I go, I, I think Uncle Brian's day drinking. <laughs> and he goes, really? And I'm like, yeah. And then I open the fridge and I see him. I go, oh, never mind. They're on the top shelf. <laughs> oh, never mind. He's not. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. No, because uh, I opened the door to get some of the chili. Yeah. And then, and then it fell off the door. Yeah, the, uh, I figured it out. The uh, the six pack was on the door and it fell. And that's like, that's the actual six pack, not not yeah. X Pac. And uh, I was like, if it falls again, maybe one of them will break. So I'm like, I'll take them off of the. Uh, I'll take I figured it, it out. No, yeah. I, I I I figured it yeah. all out. I figured it out. I was like, oh, I, and I, you could ask him. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, they were probably on the door and they fell off. So will I enjoy one after this taping? Maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, no, no day drinking for me, especially not on the work day. Right. Uh, the only time I will day drink is uh, from watching football. That's a uh, that's the only day drinking I really right. do. Right. Or from like a party or something or like a barbecue. Um, but the reason why I brought up uh, Pilgaroo is because uh, n- not just to tell you about that we were so fucking overly cocky. Yeah. But because Tony Deppin was telling us that his favorite wrestler growing up was Bastion Booger. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Shaw, Bastion Booger, Friar Ferguson. And maybe that kind of planted the seeds for this topic. You know, what's funny. Like I, subconsciously, when I was a kid, I loved Norman the Lunatic. So did I. I like which Bastion was Booger, also dude. Bastion Booger. I I remember Friar Ferguson, and I liked him mm-hmm. because I liked Friar Tuck, and you know, and those type of guys. And I didn't know that 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 was Norman the Lunatic, and I knew who Norman the Lunatic was. Right, but he looked very yeah. different because yeah. he had long hair. He had the long hair, and he had that stuffed animal, and yeah. you know, all that big shit. beard. Yeah, and then he was like clean shaven. What's his name? Mike Shaw. Yes, Mike Shaw. Yeah. Um, also, Mockin Singh and like Global and and Calgary. He died, didn't he? He is dead. Yeah, he is no longer with us. It's a shame, man. I really, really liked him. I thought the Bastion Booger outfit was so different. But the thing is, and this is this is what's really cool about being a kid, is that there were probably some adults, like there was probably us back then, that are going, "Really? Is this what the fuck they're doing to sing?" Yeah, you know what I mean. There's probably somebody that's, that was bitching about it. Be I like, mean, Norman the Lunatic was kind of a jokey character too. But yeah, if, I guess but, if you were like remembered as my heel and like Stampede, that's like, what I'm saying. Like yeah, he imagine, was a killer. Like the like people. A lot of people hated the it's, Bushwhackers. It, it's it, that's it's kind of not yeah. really because because the they weren't the same people. The the Bushwhackers mm-hmm. weren't. That's kind of a myth almost. Wait, what? It's almost a myth. Because I mean, Luke and Butch used to be a tag team. Yes. Right? Yes, they were. And then they broke up. And I think it was Butch teamed with another guy, and they were the sheep herders. Well, they were also, Luke and Butch were the sheep herders in Crockett. Uh, not right away. Okay. It was it was the, it was was another team. It was because they weren't together anymore. Look it up. All right. Yeah, this is news to me. I thought they were. I. I mean, I'm not saying they didn't have other people they teamed with, but I. I thought the Mid Atlantic Sheep Herders were Luke and Butch when they when they got together as the Sheep Herders. I'm pretty sure it was it was Butch and I think it was Butch and somebody else. I'm looking it up now. This is uh, this is news to me. Got a full time while I'm looking this up. No, I was actually just looking at the word scrapple. Oh, on the, okay. on the, I was staring. Sorry, I got very, I got very lost in uh, 
in in the notes and i was staring at the i had the word scrapple written on the on the notes and i was like staring at it for some reason because i i got lost in tra- i was like oh you know what because i think today is like national pierogi day or something like that yes somebody had said in one of the wrestling chats we're in and uh i was thinking in like almost a month because a month from tomorrow it'll be national scrapple day mm-hmm. so november 9th mark that down on your calendar national scrapple day so here it is. Uh, they they started teaming in the '60s. Yeah, they were in the yeah as the, 1960s. the Kiwis. Yeah, they were the Kiwis. Yeah. Uh, then they uh, they were the Sheep Herders in the late '70s, early '80s. Uh, then Butch did go back to uh, he moved in, uh, back to Australia, and New Zealand. He didn't want to stay in America. And Luke worked with uh, Jonathan Boyd. Jonathan Boyd, right? Uh, who was our manager for a while too? I think. Yeah, he was a flag bearer, wasn't he? Uh, he was one of the many. So it was Rip Morgan. Well, one of the in- one of them is somebody's nephew. Okay. Uh, yeah, Rip Morgan. So, but in '86, Butch came back. Yeah, I know that. And that's when they were in Crockett. They were in Crockett right before they were in WWE. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, they did have a part, a point where they. But I thought, together. I thought that they weren't. I thought that they weren't the sheep herders. At first. No, they were the sheep herders. Re- you sure? Around the '86, '87, '88. No, 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 no. Before that, the original sheep. I could swore I read that the original sheep herders, as that name, mm-hmm. was Boyd and I think. Butch, uh, maybe. No, according to Wikipedia, which could be wrong, uh, they were called the New Zealand Sheep Herders. Okay. And it was Luke and Butch. And then Okay. Okay. Then the Sheep Herders became later. For a while it was Luke and Jonathan Boyd, and then it was also Jonathan Boyd and Rip Morgan. Yeah. And Rip Morgan was one of the flag okay. bearers. Okay. So it was Jack Victory. So it was yeah. John Laurinaitis. Oh. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, they, but I the, always thought Jack Victory was was Australian because I never heard him talk. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he was like well, the first I remember them was like after the, the Bushwhackers came to WWF, there was a New Zealand militia. Well, which the, was Rip Morgan and Jack. Victor. And the reason why we're talking about that is because they had a reputation for being hardcore, but it was Boyd. And that's okay. why I was bringing that up, because the hardcore, like the, the violent mm-hmm. matches were really coming from Boyd. And who was it, Butch or Luke? Uh, it would be Luke and Boyd. Luke and Boyd. Apparently, they were the ones that had the, the violent matches. Um. That I was reading all about them one day, and it was just like it was fucking fascinating, just like that the the whole thing because it was like one of them still wrestling too. Luke Butch is the one I think that's uh has a little trouble getting around. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah, they start wrestling in the sixties because Luke was doing stuff with Ring of Honor for a little bit when because Kerry Sil- he was friends with Kerry Silkin. I think he was even helping book for a little bit. Oh wow! Like he wasn't the Booker, like it was either Delirious or Adam Pierce, but. Yeah, he was he was doing stuff behind the scenes with Ring of Honor for a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So okay. Uh, well, I, I think I've kind of exhausted my as far as what my what what my guilty pleasures were. Yeah, those uh, those are the big ones. I think for me. Yeah. For for me, it was like it was the big guys like Diesel. Mm-hmm. Um. Because the other ones aren't guilty pleasures. Like like Taz. That to me, that's not a guilty. That pleasure. character in ECW was, was a, fucking was a great character. Yeah, yeah. Did you see what they did with uh with all the ECW people at the Dynamite in Philly? They yeah. had them all come out and like yeah. Taz came out the War Machine. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I saw them come out, but I know Meanie wrestled on that. But he, why wasn't he out? Meanie did not wrestle. Oh, Meanie, oh, Meanie he was, was just in, there in in the. Uh, Meanie was in Crowbar's corner. Oh, he was okay. In Devin Storm's okay, corner. Okay, Devin okay. Storm wrestled. Well, why weren't they there? 
Uh, they, they, I think that would have been at the end of the night. Maybe they had left at that point. If oh, you, right. Yeah, I don't know what what the deal was there. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So for me, like that, you know, that stuff's not a guilty pleasure, be- just because, you know, like I said, if, if that's a guilty pleasure, then wrestling itself is a guilty pleasure. Right. But the actual ones would have been like Diesel, ha- my my fucking scrapbook. There you go. Mm-hmm. My actual scrapbook. I I I wanted to make a Diesel scrapbook. I don't think I actually did, but I made a fucking wrestling scrapbook and I have Taz's autograph. I have a, a Polaroid of Taz running to the ring. He's wearing. Do you remember when he had the, the polo team Taz T-shirts? Yeah. So he's wearing one of those and he's like jogging from the back mm-hmm. at the ECW arena from the back to the ring. And I got a perfect shot like that. I snapped of my Polaroid. That's cool. Of him and like you know, you always love when they would do like the Gracie train with Team Taz with his students. Oh, yeah. that was amazing! That was amazing. Yeah, but but I got a shot of that, and I have a bunch of, I think I have like a picture of when he was a Tasmaniac from one of the after mags, mm-hmm. uh, that was like I pulled out and I put in there, um, and then I have a bunch of just autographs, and I still have it. It's in the basement, right? Um, to me, that's like a guilty pleasure, like stuff like that. Like I used to print out. Uh, names and like real name lists right even some of them are wrong oh yeah they always yeah but one of the infamously bad books like that i think they made it bad on purpose because Lou Albano was still trying to hang on the kayfabe for a long time Mm. uh but there's like the uh pro wrestling for dummies and there's so many things in that book that are just wrong i think he was involved with it and like one thing said like the rock's real name was ricky melvin that sounds really familiar 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 you said Melvin and it got uh, stuck. Um, wow, fucking Captain Lou. <laughs> did you ever meet him? I don't think so. No, no. I and uh, like I know they, they did the one thing on like 2020 or one of those where he did the lie detector test and he said wrestling was real and obviously he failed. But I guess he thought he could beat the lie detector. Like, come on, dude. And he flipped out and cut a promo. Like, this is a, like talk about how it was like a setup. What a carny. Yeah, this <laughs> like, was in the 90s. This is like, like well after anybody yeah, really like, believed. I, I get it if it's the fucking 80s. No, this is like 95. There's a there's a video that I saw and I don't know if it was 70s, 80s or whatever it was, but it was like Boris Malenko. Oh, Plan B. Yeah, Plan B. Plan B video. I saw Plan B. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh fucking Orton. Yeah, Bar- uh, Bob Orton or is it Barry Orton? No, it's Bob Orton. Yeah. Goddamn dude, he looked just like uh, Randy. Randy. Oh, wow. He looked like yeah. Randy with a uh, fucking Kenny Omega hair. <laughs> um, which, which, when I say that, I mean like Harpo Marx hair. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard, I've, I've never, I, I've watched a little bit of the Plan B video. Yeah, I watched it and it, and it was just like, you know, I, I've, you know, for, I've been wrestling for 25 years and, you know, and, and I, I've never had a real wrestling match. Yeah. Um, like they, they're exposing the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were in the middle of a, bad a really really vicious wrestling war and they were losing so they were like if we're gonna go out we're taking them out too but i think bob roop was in it i forget yeah. the other person yeah and they were losing the wrestling war i don't know if it was against like i don't know if it was against uh jared or the grams i think it was against jared mm. uh and they were like yeah we're just gonna blow up the business yeah yeah it was crazy and i forget the name of the first guy that, that he did the 2020 thing he was like a guy in memphis like i, I can't for the life of me remember the guy's name mm. but yeah they're there had already been plenty of exposés on on the whole thing, and everybody knew. Because the one guy was part of like the John Stossel thing, and that's when the doc with Doctor D, 
So there, there were different things like he that. He was a badass, Dr. D. He was. He was a bad. I, I like characters like that, um, but it totally goes against what, you know, what you and Tony are talking about. And, uh, you know, on Tornado Tag, because, like, there's no way that that guy would. Well, yeah, I mean, but it's it's everything's like that now. Like, you can't be crazy anymore. If you're crazy, there's repercussions. Yeah. Like, you can't just run around slapping people anymore. Well, they were protecting the business, and I think that yeah. they felt that they had to protect the business. Well, he also, he's insisted, like, he did it on orders from Vince, too. Or maybe he misunderstood him. But, Even though yeah. Vince is in that video going, like, because you hear him go, like, like, what the what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Like, you literally hear Vince going, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, Or whatever he said. You know what I mean? Like because, he's, because in this day and age where there's cameras everywhere and phones everywhere and people are lawsuit happy it's 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 you can't be like that anymore so yeah dr d is one of those guys too never been in a video game yeah. like if you want dr d in your video game you better create him yeah like he's a, he's a badass but i don't think that we've ever had a badass in the video game like we've had our own creative wrestler yeah yeah, because uh, it's funny we were doing this before Fig Feds, because that was kind of how we graduated. We graduated from Fig Feds to, like, create a wrestler and and using our own wrestlers in the video games. It's It was a way that we can still play with toys. Yeah, but they're but, digital toys. But now. now you're playing with them in a different way. Like, you yeah. were always booking, but you were like, all right, I'm not, I'm not booking my Fig Fed anymore, but now I'm going to do, I'm going to play this role-playing game. Right. You know, and... People still do it. I don't know. Do you still do role play? No, no, no. I haven't done that in like 15 years. But but do you like those? Ah, uh, they're fun. Why'd you stop doing them? Uh it's just a lot. Like it's, Okay. Yeah. All right. If it's a lot, I get it. Um I I I never did those. I I never did them, but I, I always liked that you did them. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. Um I I worked at UPS and I remember coming home from work and I think that I had to stay at work. And it was so it was probably like a day before you you would uh, start at school. Right. Uh, so this is like 99 into 2000. Mm-hmm. But I remember coming home from work one morning and you were at your computer. And I guess you were because you, you would fucking do your fig fed shit. Uh, not your fig fed, your uh, RPG wrestling shit. Yeah, or I was like actually writing for a wrestling website for a little bit too. I was probably doing that at that point. You're a power bomb? No, no, it was called like Ring Insiders. It, it didn't last long. Oh, okay. Um, but but I remember you doing that stuff, and I remember going like, I wish that I got it because I knew that I didn't get it. Right. But I wish that I did, just because it seemed like it was fun. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to immerse myself in that, uh, in that like that culture. Because wrestling itself is a culture, but then there's subcultures oh, of, yeah, yeah, of yeah. wrestling. And it's like, because you could be a wrestling fan and you could be a casual WWE fan or a casual AEW fan. You can like indie stuff. You, you know, people are like, oh, I was at the IWA show. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, somebody else could be like, who's the fuck about IWA? Right. But then there's like people that that are that are your, you know, like, you're not a real wrestling fan if you're not watching New Japan just watch what you like just watch what you like it's not hard but but i felt that like there were different things too like but i felt that there was a pretentiousness also with some of the tape traders and some of the people that understood a little bit more yeah because back then if you wanted to watch japan you had to work for it 
Yeah, like, it, there was no New Japan World. You, you there was no YouTube. I had like a lot of explosion match videos for some reason. I had a I had a VHS tape of uh like death match, Japanese death match stuff, but I bought it at the uh uh Rob Feinstein had that kiosk at the Franklin Mills Mall. The uh, it was called the Pro Wrestling Shop, and I think I got it from there. Okay, well, let's forget about that and let's get back to the creator wrestlers. Um. I had said that we we had nobody crazier, no nobody tougher than our guy. We created a guy named DBG. Oh, we're actually going to get into specific like characters here. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Why not? I mean, this is this. Is, why Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we talk about? I thought we were going to talk about like different games. Yeah, we can. Okay. But I have it in the notes. Don't you see where it says C A W? I thought we were talking about Raven. No, no, that oh. I didn't want you to just go call call. Oh, okay. Raven. But yeah, yeah, we had we had our stable of people. Like you would have like just different guys. You have your brawlers. You have your technicians. Your heels. Right. Uh, and and like you were saying, it's like we graduated from from the fig feds. So it was like when I when I went from CBs to party lines mm-hmm. to the computer. Right. You know, to now I'm on a computer, but in a, in a sense, but I'm on the phone, like you know, Instagram. You, you kind of graduate. We graduated from not just watching, but now we're we're kind of controlling our our guys. We control the narrative, yeah, uh, so to speak. But um, and we did a way better job than EC three, by the way. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that silly thing is. Um, but our uh, our thing is we we did we we did that, and we'll get into that next week with the fig feds, mm-hmm. but. We're kind of going backwards here when we do the, the creator wrestlers and we have people that some of them were, were kind of we were starting to create people that were in our fig feds right. and then we just created our own guys and some came out of a joke. Yes. DBG. Yeah, that was uh, it was a joke like the Blue World Order. Right. And uh, wasn't there. So so your old ex brother in law, mm-hmm. he had a character like King Og, right? No, he's, there was a there, King Og was in the game Power Move Pro Wrestling. King Og was in it, okay. But like, I guess somebody called him Og before as a joke, so we would always call him King King Og. Okay, because it was around the same time. Now like, I'm trying to remember that. back twenty something yeah, years, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it. and and then and then you had a Razor Ramon type right guy for yours. This was like yeah when, when like uh okay, what video, what system was this? This was, would have been like PlayStation 1. This would have been like WWF Warzone, which was like the first game that actually had like actual creator wrestler. Okay. Because, yeah, back in the Super Nintendo, Nintendo, they didn't have creator wrestler. There was enough memory on the system. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it was like uh, this would have been like WWF Warzone, WWF Attitude for the for the PS1. Okay. And then like because WCW games back then didn't have creator wrestler. Like the, the closest thing they had to it was in WCW NWO Revenge. Which is one of my favorites. Yeah, it was like that was the last one that they did with Aki. Yeah. And then WCW signed with EA and WWF went to Aki and THQ. Right, right. But they, in Revenge, you could change to a degree the gear wrestlers had. You could change their names, but you it was very limited. Like, you, and even though Mercy was still kind of limited, but they you, you did have some custom gear and things like that. Yeah. And WrestleMania 2000, and they had open creator wrestler spots. But the first one with like, a real robust creator wrestler system was Warzone and and um, Attitude, which were the WWF games for the PS1. We would play Attitude, and the loading screen 
was about as long as the song attitude from the misfits yeah but it was that game had long ass load and we would play the song attitude as attitude would load and it's it's funny how like we we could associate certain games with certain things like like i remember you playing like super mario sunshine listening to sports talk yeah um listening to misfits while we were playing attitude um you know things like that uh and the creator wrestlers man we i would spend hours upon hours upon hours you would spend more time creating the wrestlers than playing the game yeah because i like to create a lot of guys i cared about that stuff i didn't want to just do like bland ass fucking boring like you know what i didn't want to create keith lee okay yeah because when i look at keith lee i'm like oh somebody didn't think about that outfit you know that that like that look there was you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. there was there was nothing like it's 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 like a silhouette of a fucking basically it was like hey i want to make the rock but fat okay yeah that's what that's what it was with Keith Lee because he does this the, the breathing thing and I felt that that was like oh I'm gonna make the rock I'm gonna put the rock in a singlet and mm-hmm. make him fat you know like he even does he raises the hand like the rock yeah he does the breathing thing like the rock it's like okay I get it I get it dude um but I didn't want to create that type of guy I like to really get intricate in in the in in the the gear and all that stuff and I would spend a lot of time I haven't played those games in a long time but uh. But but let's let's go back now to the beginning of what. So what was the first wrestling game you you played? The first one I played was probably WrestleMania for the NES because I didn't have pro wrestling back then. No, that's so. What I wanted to ask was is what were you introduced to? Like what did you know about and what did you first have? So what what was the first game that you knew about? Like video game at all? No 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 wrestling video game. WrestleMania for the Nintendo NES. Okay, now. I, I, I talked to you about this before. Like, I don't really have recollection of a lot of wrestling games. Mm-hmm. When I when I start looking up like a list of these these games, I'm like, wow, dude, I don't think I had any of these fucking things. Yeah. Uh, re- for me, it's not until the 90s. You know, WrestleMania was not a very good game. There was only like six playable guys was like Hogan, Randy Savage, DiBiase, Bam Bam. Yeah. Uh, and a few other ones. And... They had like the MIDI of their music when you would pick the guy and no. DiBiase didn't have music. So it was uh, Girls in Cars, the Strike Force theme. I remember some of these like. I remember like wrestling games at arcades. Yeah, um, but, but that's what 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 games that were in the arcade came to like NES. Or... They didn't. They didn't port oh, them okay. like that because okay. you had uh, the big ones are like Superstars and WrestleFest back then. Okay, I remember and WrestleFest. They were the ones that uh, there's a game that just came out uh, earlier this year, and uh, we actually talked to the developer on Tornado Tag. I think it was on a few times. I think it was on once before I was on the show, and once after I came on the show. Uh, there's a game called Retromania Wrestling, which is like the spiritual successor to those old, uh, those old like WWF arcade games. And then there was one called like Wrestle War, which wasn't it wasn't affiliated with an actual company. That was like a Sega game. I think it was on the Master System too. Mm-hmm. I remember playing that at Sesame Place. And uh, as far as and then like just thinking of the Nintendo games, I had Tecmo World Wrestling. Pro Wrestling is the classic one, but I just didn't have it. That was like just it was called Pro Wrestling, and I think Nintendo put it out. Yeah, and it had like the Amazon and Starman and Ken Corn Karn and King Slender, who was not Hulk Hogan. Uh, <laughs> So and then uh, 
there was another WWF game. I think it was called, I forget what it was called. It might have been called like Wrestling Challenge or Superstars. And it wasn't very good. And one of the main, one of the characters you could be was yourself. It was okay. like a primitive creator wrestler, but it wasn't, it was just a guy in brown tights and he was called yourself. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and then you graduate to like 16 bit and that's where you get like Super WrestleMania came out. And that was, I think, the first game that had finishers. Okay. Like you could do finishing moves and that and then the Royal Rumble was the one after that. It was the first game with a Royal Rumble. Right. Yeah, I I'd asked uh on Instagram, I'd asked from our cheesesteak suplex account and my personal account, mm-hmm. which is made of a thousand names, uh, about your favorite wrestling game growing up. And some of the responses I got was uh from my oldest son, I got SmackDown versus Raw twenty eleven, and just gonna read a, a few of them. Uh, WWF WrestleMania for NES. Um, somebody said No Mercy, which is to be expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just I guess I expected everyone to say No No Mercy. Yeah, No Mercy is I think uh, in when you're doing like and, and, and real quick another one is a WWF WWF Raw uh, for SNES. Okay, so yeah, uh, No Mercy is yeah that's the stock pick. That's like oh, what's your favorite movie? The Godfather, or right? Pulp Fiction, right? Like oh yeah, No Mercy. That's that, just what you expect. That is yeah. the the quintessential greatest like if you were to take a poll of like yeah if you were to take a poll of people saying what's the greatest wrestling game of all time no mercy's probably gonna win unless you have like a lot of fire pro heads like fire pro's a japanese game that's had a few american Uh, adaptations i I know i know the name um but yeah no mercy is like kind of the big one uh that was the last wwe game for nintendo 64 and yeah, as far as Raw, that was the end of the LJN games. I was never as big a fan of those because I like like Power Move Pro Wrestling and the the THQ Aki games because I've never been very good at games where the way you win is by hitting the button as many times as you can as quickly as possible, like the button mashing thing. I know you used to have me do that. Yeah, I, I'm not good at that because and that's how you would win lockups. When, in, when we in would play, games. when we would play a game, you would always beat me in whatever fucking game we're playing, except for a shooter. Couldn't yeah. beat me in shooter games, and that was the only thing. Any other fucking game, no matter what it was, you'd beat me. Always. Uh, shooter games couldn't beat me. Um, but you would hand me the controller. You'd be like, hey, can you fucking do this? Because I was like, I have quick fingers. So I'm like, yeah. you know, and you're like. Yes. But you do really good, you know, really well. I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, But I. I, like I said, I don't have a whole lot of recollection of, of playing the game. I don't even know if I own any wrestling games mm-hmm. until the 90s. Uh, because I, any fucking games when I was older, after I met you, yeah. I played at your house. Yeah. Because we, we, there's a shitload of games we play. We played uh, 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 No Mercy. Yeah. We played and the end of uh, WCW, NWO, right. World Tour, Revenge, uh, WCW I, versus the World. I had, I had at home a game that I didn't play with you which was uh, for sega i believe right it was the wwf game the, the, what was the mortal Kombat looking game was that wrestlemania the arcade game that was for and sega that, right uh that came out for like sega super nintendo and playstation well i didn't have and then in your house was the sequel and that was for the playstation well i had both i had i had sega and i had playstation because mm-hmm. i didn't again i didn't need to get a whole lot of systems because i played at your house right but i did have yeah, those games were that was like acclaim games where they were arcadey it was almost like uh i loved it dude it was so fun what was that one that just came out it was like 
I forget the name of the, the WWE game they put out last year, but it was more arcadey and over the top. And right, it was and, basically it was a departure from what you, what I was used to, and I liked that. Yeah, WrestleMania, the arcade game, and in your house, it was basically a wrestling game with the Mortal Kombat engine. Absolutely, and and that's what I liked about it. it was like and it 3D was movement. it was colorful. It was it moved different. It, yeah. every everything about it, every aspect was different than what I was used to. Um, it was a lot like a game called Saturday Night Slam Masters, which was, re- which is basically wrestling meets Street Fighter. And then we we play all these games, and then and then there was what what was one of my favorites? I don't know. And some it, oh, Power gets, Move Pro Wrestling. Okay. Some of the ladies, no, all the ladies, and some of the men. Yeah, that was Power Move Pro Wrestling with the snarky ring announcer, and that was a. What was that for, and when did that come out? That was for the PlayStation 1. Okay. That came out in the late 90s, and it was the first game that kind of used that Japanese-style engine, that not Fire Pro, but the, uh, it was the, it was the engine that they would later use for the SmackDown games, it was kind of similar to the the No Mercy uh, engine. By the way, that's, uh, it's racist, okay, we don't say that? No, they actually came from Japan. No, you, you keep saying engine. No, 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 like the game engine, like. Engine. Engine, yeah. Thank you. Um, so. Basically, mm-hmm. that that was a American port of a game. I think I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. Of this it was like Token Ratsudan, and it was the original Yuke's wrestling game series. Okay, and Yuke's is the one that would do the SmackDown games forever. Yeah, and then uh, they later owned New Japan for a little bit, <laughs> but they they ported the game and they didn't want to they didn't want to put the the uh, actual Japanese wrestlers in there, so they just gave them all these backstories and names like. Uh, the one guy you're talking about was like Lance Dulock. There was a guy called Area 51. Uh, there was one uh, King Og, I think, was Scott Norton. He was just like the big guy. Uh, so that uh, the Commandant was one. He was Muda. Like they were all actual guys from Japan, but they just reskinned them, made them look different, and gave them like these weird gimmicks. Yeah, I was gimmicks that didn't even match. Why yeah. would you call Muda the Commandant? Why would you call him like the dragon or something? Yeah, but you know had, what I mean. But you, unless you didn't, unless you didn't know, you didn't know it was Muda. Sure. Except he did a moonsault. Right. Okay. Uh, what happened with Aki? Because so Aki did some of the best games, like No Mercy. No, th- th- they were Aki games, right? Mm-hmm. What happened with that stuff? Where did they go? What did they end up doing after? They're still around. What are they doing now? Uh, they have a different name now. Uh, it was like Asmic Aki. Because I remember Aki Man. Yeah, Aki was like thq was the publisher of those games okay like no mercy and wcw nwo games and wrestlemania 2000 uh, i was like a- aki asmic it was like asmik okay nobody called it that we just said aki yeah and um, if you're a wrestling fan and you and you know the, the name aki you don't need the uh, aki asterisk wherever the fuck you're saying it doesn't yeah. matter <laughs> and i i think they have a new name now okay but have have they done wrestling games? Are they out of the wrestling? The last thing they did was uh, the Def Jam games, like Def Jam Vendetta, Def, Def Jam Fight for New York. Okay. Wow, that's old. Yeah, now they're called Sin Sophia. <laughs> All right. Sin Sophia, but, uh, but formerly Aki Corporation. But it's the same people, so I don't care. You know what I mean? Um, I don't care if you call them double trouble poop on a stick. Right. If they're the same people, they're the same people. It's like it's like um, Slant 6 or whoever made SOCOM. Mm-hmm. Uh, who who are the people that originally made SOCOM? Zipper. Zipper. Uh, whatever the fuck Zipper becomes, Zipper becomes. I don't give a shit what you call them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As long as you're making a game that I like. Aki is Aki. I don't care what what are they called? Golden Sin Girl Sophia. Sophia? Inc. Okay. Sin City Sophia. Um, whatever you want to call them. 
that's fine as long as they're they're making games yeah I, now, now they make games like for young girls they make like uh, yeah they don't really do a lot of wrestling and there's always been this clamor for like aw they're like oh they're gonna use the hockey engine because the hockey games in japan were called virtual pro wrestling and it's like are they gonna use that engine it's like apparently they're like the europe of that field they want a lot of money for that engine okay. they want a lot of money and that maybe aw is gonna do it maybe they're not what happened was WWE. All right, all right, hold on, hold on. Before you get into this, AW. Hypo- this is all hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Ready? I want you to close your eyes. I want okay. you just just relax. Ready? AW is going to pay Aki for the engine. Mm-hmm. They're paying a lot of money. Yeah. What's a video game go for these days? Sixty bucks. Sixty bucks. Sixty-five. Sometimes right. it's going to be seventy bucks for the AW game. They mm-hmm. got to pay an extra ten dollars each one, just because they have to pay a lot of money. Right. Are you getting the game? Of course I am. Okay. That's all I want to know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, of course I, I am. I, and I would hope that you would. Yeah. <laughs> because one, it's Aki. Two, I have a lot of faith in this fucking AEW game. It's going to have Owen Hart in it. Oh, yeah. It's going to be very Dude, cool. Dude, how fucking cool it's is gonna that? It's going to be very cool. It's going to be so fucking badass. I don't know what the nickname they're going to give him. Blackheart. They can't call him King of Hearts. Yeah. You know. The Rocket. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, the Rocket. Yeah. But, but as far as like uh why they stopped doing the the wwe things wwe used them for their nintendo 64 games and then they used um ukes for the playstation games the smackdown series right yeah and then n64 went away uh they used a different developer for gamecube i don't know why they didn't just bring aki over to gamecube and then xbox they used a different developer and had different developers for different systems and then eventually, just like we're just going to put out the same game on all systems. It's going to be the, the PlayStation one that that Ukes does. Yeah. And then when THQ went belly up, that's when they went from THQ to Two K, and I forget the name. I think it's like Visual Concepts is the one that does, that does the games now. I'm not sure. What were your uh, What were your fa- if you had to just ha- have like a list of like your top five? No Mercy's definitely. It's all from that era. It's like No Mercy. Uh, there are a few really good WWE SmackDown versus Raw games. I think SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain, was a really good one. Okay. Like, that's the one I like, because it had a great roster, had a great story mode. What year is that? Uh, like, 2002, maybe. Okay, wow. Um, WWE 12, I think, was a good one. I forget which one was really good lately. Uh, one thing we didn't really touch on that I always liked were the simulator games, the PC games, text-based. Like, uh, EWR back in the day, where you would take over as, like, the booker of a company, and they still do them now. It's called, like, uh, TEW, Total Extreme Wrestling. Well, well, that kind of plays into what I was saying that you were doing before almost like your rpg thing in a sense right yeah and this, is that close to that uh yes and no is it like is it like in the middle of a video game and an rpg um what well, rpg is a video game uh no 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 an actual role-playing game oh yeah well yeah that's different that's like you're playing with other people the uh the 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 simulators you're playing by yourself i mean you can share where like other people pe- certain people are booking like different companies like you can share a save file where I'm booking W. This say we're doing a, an EW, a TEW game and we're using a real world database. I'm booking WWE and you're booking AW and maybe somebody else is going to book New Japan. By the way, uh, after after the break, um, if we, we should throw the air on. OK, uh, just because I know I'm, if I'm hot, I know you're hot and I know that that dog is hot. Yeah. Uh, so when we come back after the break. We we could have the the air on and it's fine. It's, you may hear a slight hum. You're, you're going to hear a hum, and I think you'll get over it. It's fine. You'll you'll live. Don't don't you know? It's okay. I don't think anybody's going to throw their phone and go ah, fuck this shit. Yeah. yeah. Is that a signal to go to break? No, it is not a signal oh. to go to break. It was just letting you know. I was just thinking right. about that. So, um, 
Okay, no, but but what I'm saying is is like, no, when I'm talking RPG, I'm not talking like an RPG or like a M- Final Fantasy game. Yeah, I'm not talking about that RPG. I'm talking about an actual like role playing game, like how you used to do, right? You know, because there's like there's paper RPGs, right? Like yeah, pen and paper, pen yeah. and paper, and then there's like online shit, and you used to do that stuff, didn't you? Right. Yeah. Okay. And then so, so the simulator stuff. How many different? The main, there's one main one. It's, main one, okay. uh, TEW, uh, which is the paid version, it used to be EWR back in the day. I'm sure there's probably other ones too, uh, but that's like the main one that's been around for like 20 plus years. Yeah. It's this guy, Adam Ryland, he's from like England and he's been making these things forever. Okay. Yeah, I've never, I've never got into, you know. One any... of the older ones is called TNM, but it wasn't really, like you weren't really simulating being a promoter. You could just simulate wrestling matches and it would give you like a text printout of what happened. Oh, wow. That was like way back in the day. Yeah, like I said, like I, I, I'd always kind of been envious just because it was like, I wish that I got into that stuff. I wish that I understood it. I wish that I, um, I don't know, because I could never talk to you about it because you always seem like very private. Like I don't like talking about myself. Yeah, I know, but I that's really I hate talking about myself. I'm going to say I don't like. I hate talking about myself. Yeah, but I don't understand why. I just don't like it. Yeah, I know, but I don't understand why. <laughs> I don't understand why. Well, yeah, I, just, I really don't. Yeah. I, I really like literally it doesn't compute. Like why? Why? Why doesn't somebody like talking about things that they like? Like that's because you, you've always been a very private like. Yeah. Like, oh, leave me alone. Like, this is my private. You're in my you're entering my world. These are my private thoughts. Like, yes, you've always been very like you, you put a wall up and I've always been very open. Like, I, you know, I, I fucking I'm an open book ask me anything like oh how can you like this and i'll probably tell you why i like it unless there's something that i just don't understand why i like it like why do you like the taste of steak i don't know because my brain fucking says to like the taste of it but you could say why do you like um cm punk's uh tights better than you like his uh his his long boys as he calls them uh i don't know just because i'm used to him wearing them i i just prefer the style why do you prefer the style? I don't know. That's the, you know what I mean? Like that, right. I don't know how to answer. Mm-hmm. I don't know because it's just more appealing to me. By the way, the long ones are tight. Short ones are trunks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The long boys are. Well, you said I like the tights, not the long Oh, I'm boys. sorry. I meant trunks. trunks yeah, 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 yeah. CM trunks. I, 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 right. CM trunks. Yeah, I like the, I like trunks better than I like tights. Depends on who's wearing them. You know, it really depends. Um, but it's funny because when he came out wearing those, I fucking knew he was going to. Oh, the I, tights, I, the tights. Yeah, mm-hmm. when he came, when he when he debuted for AEW, mm-hmm. I had a feeling he was going to be wearing tights. I don't know. I should have called it because I think when you call something like that, when you're like, if you're like, yeah, you're like calling your shot. Yeah, you're calling your shot. If you're like, guarantee he's going to come out in tights, and it's like I didn't read anything about that. But like, nap, guarantee he's going to come out, and then he comes out in tights, and you're like, how the fuck did you know that, Nostradamus? Right. You know. Um. But uh, but I didn't, and I was so fucking high. I remember being high. We were over at Tony's house and I came down from the bathroom when he was coming out. And I remember going, I I, fu- I should have said something. Right. It like bothered me. It's not that important. Uh, but but anyway, I remember g- g- now going back to the uh, to you playing the games. I remember you playing this shit. And it was like, I think that why it bothers me when I when I want to know something is because. When I want to talk to you about it, like, oh, this is something that you like. It's me as a friend trying to get to know you better and try to understand what you like. So maybe I can enjoy it, too. And 
uh, like, you know, when it's like, oh, hey, what's this? Like, oh, nothing. This is my private thing. Like, but that, but you, you could have just made a new fan for that thing. You know what I mean? Like, and now there could be another person uh, getting involved in that. But that's just how you, you know, you are. You're very, you're very, like, you don't want me invading, I guess, what was your private thing, you know? And I understand it. I totally, I, I think I, I understand a little bit more now than I did then. But I used to get like, I used to get angry. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I just, I want to understand this because it was interesting to me. But I was never like, you never really sat down either. Like, and, and was like, okay, so this is what you do. And this is what you do. And this is what you don't do. And it was never really explained to me. So I never got into it. Like any kind of, any, any of that type of shit. Right any of the RPG stuff, any of that stuff. Like I, I never got into any of it because I didn't understand it. And I think I, like so, a lot of times I need shit explained to me. I need it dumbed down. You know, I need it uh, said to me in layman's terms because I have comprehension issues. So I need it. And sometimes I need things told me a hundred fucking times for me to grasp it. And then a lot of times I forget it. And you know, this from when we used to play uh, cards. Yes. We play rules. Yeah. We would play crazy eights. And literally, if I didn't play for two weeks, I'd be like, dude, how do you play this again? Right. Dude, I don't remember how to play fish. Okay. Seriously. I'm right. not joking. Okay. No, I, I like, believe you. Like, this is why I couldn't remember my times tables, because I, I just couldn't fucking remember shit. Like, my memory's always been bad like that. Yet, I can remember stupid shit, like people's names. I can remember stuff like that. I can remember certain things about a story. I think that that's why I took to history more. Right. You know, like there's things about that, that that stuck with me there's things about wrestling it's whatever like is super super interesting to me it clings to my fucking brain it's like nah this doesn't go away you know mm-hmm. like dumb shit when it comes to wrestling I'll, I'll fucking i'll always remember right you know but even little things that i like like crazy eights i always forget the goddamn rules but anyway all right well i'm a little hot so i want to uh i want to take a break Go cool down. And then we come back. Uh, got a little bit of story time. And then we're going to do our uh, segment. It came from Philly. It came from Philly. So we will get back to that. When we get back to that. So in lieu of an actual like recorded advertisement, there's going to be more of a live read uh, for the other wrestling show that I do. Tornado Tag Podcast. We did bring this up a little bit earlier, but if you're not getting your fill of me talking about wrestling, I have a show where I do that besides this show. And that's over with uh, our buddy Tony. We talked about him earlier this episode at the IWEP Network. They have a new website, IWEPnetwork.com. And you can find Tornado Tag Podcast on there. You can find some of the other things they do. And that is me. And Tony and our buddy, professional wrestler, serious business, Andy Hedder, uh, talking about usually some topic from the past. Like this week, we just did like more current stuff. We'll do that like maybe once a month or so. But usually we're talking about like the history of the Intercontinental title or celebrities in wrestling or something like that. And if that sounds like something you would enjoy, then check it out. Uh, We are live on Facebook and I think YouTube and some other places every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, You can just look up Tornado Tag Podcast on social media. You'll find it there. Usually Facebook is your best bet. Also YouTube. I think it's just IWP Network. And then it's available on demand. Uh, So check that out. And back to the show. So as we were uh, 
on break there, I was snacking on some peanut butter filled pretzels. And um, I admire your your resolve that you were snacking during the break and not during the show. Well, I mean, they do call me uh, Jack the Snack or Snacks and Wells. Snacks and Wells. That's on the other show. When, when it's when it's that's, a, that's a show where you do snack during the show. I don't. I haven't been doing that lately. I oh yeah, you haven't. Yeah, I haven't. Usually, it's at the uh, the Who Died the Worst segment at the end of Murder My Do. That's when you usually break out the snacks. Yeah, because uh, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll try to do that at the end, so I don't have to do it during the show. Right. And actually, when I was on Tornado Tag recently, I didn't even snack then. Mm-hmm. That was the first time. Excuse me. Usually, I'm I'm sneaking snacks. Sneaky snacks. Sneaky snacks. Uh, but anyway, I was eating some uh, some hard pretzels. But now I'm going to talk to you about some soft pretzels and some other Philly staple foods. Um, so the reason why I would talk about this is because I, I, I want to get to something. Uh, so Philly staple foods include your cheesesteaks. Uh, roast pork sandwiches. A lot of people don't know about that. They're, they're delicious. They're they're probably they may be the best of the Philly sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have your your hoagie, um, and then you have other things. You have yeah, like I just said, soft pretzels. There's tasty cakes. There's water ice. Yes. Um, you have scrapple. Yeah. yeah. Pierogies are, are are very big. Uh, actually, by where we live now. We're right by Mrs. T's. Yeah, so pierogies are a big deal up here because, yeah, Mrs. T's is headquartered within the county. There's a lot of uh, Polish and Lithuanian people from this yeah. area, uh, that settled in this area, as well as Irish. Um, but the, it's very, very big here. Um, but then there are, there's another thing, there's pepper pot soup. Mm-hmm. So if you're not familiar with pepper pot, it's the uh, tripe. It was made with tripe, which is the lining of a cow's stomach. Now... There is another pepper pot soup that people think so pepper pot soup is a Philly staple. Uh and this was being served it was really big during the uh colonial era mm-hmm. like during the time of George Washington. And apparently he was eating pepper pot soup around the time of like the mummers when the mummers were first starting. Okay, it's so like the 1700s? 1700s, yeah. yeah. Well, that would be when Washington that's, that's was alive. That's when Washington was alive, yeah. He was alive for a little bit in the 1800s. Um, and uh, so what they think is maybe like, it was like, it's a Caribbean thing, and somebody okay. was trying to replicate the Caribbean pepper pot. Yeah, because I think there is like a tripe soup that's really big in the Caribbean, and like oxtail soup's a big thing. Yeah, well, I think that they tried to, rep- like I said, replicate the pepper pot soup that was that pepper pot soup. Right. And they try to make it this other one. And then anyway, it becomes this. This is what, it, you know, and it's a big thing. Uh, and, and there is a, this whole thing. A bit, there's like this like little rhyme that they would say for, with the mummers about pepper pot and, you know, going around. Um, if you're not familiar with the mummers. Now, this is not the pedantic episode or pedantic section of, of the show, uh, which it seems like it, it it is. Yeah, it's the yeah. what's Jack want to talk about today? <laughs> episodes portion of the episode you got something to talk about not really okay. I, I already talked about the stuff i want to talk about okay um so uh the pepper pot thing like if you want to look up the mummers what the mummers are it's basically mardi gras but in philly and i think it predates mardi gras pretty sure it does but it's very similar sequins you know umbrellas mm-hmm. uh 
revelry uh, uh brass instruments you yeah. know uh dancing uh, you know floats yeah, yeah floats it's the same shit um it's a lot colder it's a lot colder and a lot whiter yes um so but but that's why I, that's how i grew up okay white i grew up very white <laughs> and cold up, i grew up white cold, and cold white and cold yeah so um and another thing uh that that's that's now you had brought this up to me and you'd mentioned tomato pie yeah i didn't i didn't know about this and i forgot about this mm-hmm. it's essentially like a i guess like a thicker crust pizza mm-hmm. almost like a, i guess like deep dish pizza without the cheese yeah yeah um and then there's a pepper and egg sandwich self-explanatory yeah uh, peppers it- and egg mm-hmm. what's up I th- I, um, what about cream chip beef? I know that's like a big Philly thing too. Shit on a shingle. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have that on the list. Yeah, very good. Shit on a shingle is pretty pretty big. But the pepper and egg sandwich. Uh, it's funny because my my cousin. Uh, so I didn't I didn't talk to my cousin in a long time. I mean years and years and years. And she was talking to me about my grandpa. She's like, oh, I remember Poppy used to Poppy used to make pepper and egg sandwiches. And I'm like, like, and I sat there and I'm like. Because you don't think of so I haven't thought about pepper and eggs in fucking 30 years. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I remember Poppy made the best pepper and egg sandwiches. Now, my grandfather cooked like a 90 year old guy when he was like 40. Right. You know, but uh, like I I grew up. He always had like tasty cakes in the house. That's a staple. You know, th- Absolutely. it's like like Edmonds somewhere else in Philly. It's tasty cakes, uh, whether it's crimpets or a pie or something, peanut butter candy cakes. When my mom was a kid, they were called tandy takes. Oh, really? Yeah, they used to be called Tandy Takes, and then they changed the name. Candy Cakes, for some reason, with a K. Um, my grandpa would always have that. Uh, one of the big things that he would make a lot was, um, like, he would make eggs. He would make, like, an omelet, uh, scrapple, bacon, sausage, you know? And mm-hmm. then, uh, huh? I said, mm-hmm. And then he was always making me chocolate milk. But then, like, for dinner... A lot of times he'd make like liver and onions, stewed tomatoes for lunch. Yeah, like a ninety-year-old, like a ninety-year-old. <laughs> like yeah. right, right, like so. So for breakfast, like I said, it's it's everything I just said: eggs, scrapple, all of that stuff. Um, for lunch, it would be uh, liverwurst sandwiches mm-hmm. on pumpernickel bread. Oh wow, okay, mustard, mm-hmm. and uh, and the mustard. I remember him using this mustard, and it was like in a little like this little glass thing and I hadn't seen it in years and I was at the store and I stopped dead in my tracks is like I looked up on the top shelf and I saw it and I'm like holy fucking shit I haven't seen that mustard right. since I was a kid and then like you know he would have that and then um you know you'd have that uh like I said pumpernickel bread with the uh, liverwurst and onion he would eat onion by the way like it was a fucking apple just eat the onion by just, itself yeah like a raw onion yep oh, straight wow. up that's I guess because they used to eat onion sandwiches as a kid, you know, during a great de- uh, depression or whatever. He was born in thirty two, so okay, yeah, that's smacked that well right after the depression started. Yeah, so um, he's born during the, you know lives during all that. I guess that's what you know what they ate, and it was it was no big deal. Uh but then you know, fast forward all these years later, he's making me eat like he fucking right. <laughs> like, and it, you don't hear people eat like liver. Actually, some some a lot of Hispanics eat mm-hmm. liver, which is awesome because I'm like, oh great, somebody's eating like me, right? You know what I mean? 
Like, I can't get my kids to fucking ever eat liver and onion. I am not. I've tried liver. Yeah. Not a fan. You're not a fan not either? Not a fan. My ex, I couldn't get to eat. Nobody except me and my mom likes liver, and I think maybe my uncle. My dad liked it. Did he really? Yeah. Your mom liked it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but mom, she was the only one, so. Yeah, like, me and your mom. Well, your mom would make it. She would be like, ah, I know, I know Jack likes it, because she always made this, because, so here's how, you, when you eat, uh, like, an old white guy, um, it's liver, onions, stewed tomatoes, mashed potatoes. I was never a fan of stewed, I'm, I'm, your mom I'm, loves stewed, your mom loves yeah. stewed tomatoes. We, uh, yeah, it was always, if you made baked macaroni, it would be with stewed tomatoes. Yeah, uh-huh, and she knew that I loved it. Yeah. And so whenever she made that, it was like... Oh, she loved tomato. Like, tomato was like probably her favorite thing. It was thing. probably, yeah. yeah. Or cheese curls. Cheese I mean. curls and milk. <laughs> and, and Animal coffee. Crossing. Yeah. And Animal Crossing and Crossword Puzzles. Anything with a cross. Yeah. Um, but when... Uh, and then, like I said, so I'm talking to my cousin, and she's like, oh, pepper and egg sandwich. And, and then it, it brought back other memories of some of my favorite things growing up. So... Down the street from where I lived, actually, it was literally on the same street, on the same side of the same street, on Front Street and on Second Street. So I lived on at this very personal here. I lived on a street called Fernon Street in South Philly, right? On Front and Fernon, there was a place, there was a lady named Kay. And Kay had a very, it was a very nondescript building. No signage, nothing. Hmm. If you knew about it, you knew about it. Right. I guess that's just how she fucking operated yeah that's kind of like uh when i was in i was in philly just for like a little vacation a few months ago and before i left i went to this place called federal donuts which is yeah. it's got a decent reputation like very popular it's a chicken place yeah it's chicken and donuts and that's and <laughs> coffee and that's all they really sell yeah and i'm walking around like and it must look stupid well that's like, great because there's nothing wrong with having a, a limited menu yeah because it's now you don't have to spend an hour well, what do i want and I'm like looking around for the place. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like looking at my phone and some and this lady like so she's like, hey, are you looking for federal donuts? Because I guess this happens. And I'm like, yeah, I am. And she's like right there, and it's like downstairs because it's like it's in a basement, and there's not really a lot of signage for it. And it's very okay, easy to miss. But the the difference between this and what you're talking about mm -hmm. is this had no signage. So it was like an unlicensed restaurant, probably, or something like that. I don't know, but it had no signage. Like a gypsy or gypsy cab. I don't restaurant? know. I don't know. Okay. But I all I do know is there was no. Okay. <laughs> there was no signage. Nothing. It was just a building on a corner and you went in and you ate. Mm -hmm. And she made the best fucking egg sandwiches. Now, it probably wasn't the best egg sandwich. But it was to you then. It yeah. was to me. You know, it, it, it's I'm, I'm a fucking kid. It's toast, probably butter ketchup fucking egg right you know what i mean that's probably all it was to it it's hard to fuck up an egg how sandwich. do you fuck up an egg sandwich yeah. uh, i'm sure somebody can fuck up an egg yeah sandwich. i'm sure i fucked up an egg and i'm a damn good cook um but she made the best fucking egg sandwiches and on the other end down on second infernon was a place called paul and elaine's and they had uh it was just a little grocery store you know very small one little aisle of of food um and then there was a cold box where you go and you say oh could i get a half a pound of you know ham or whatever uh my mom would send me to the store and they would always send me for a special sandwich that was the sandwich that we would get so i would go hey paul can i get a special sandwich yeah or let me get uh uh three special sandwiches okay and the special sandwich consisted of 
low salt ham, low salt Swiss, lettuce, tomato, mayo, salt, pepper, oregano on uh, on rye bread. And that was our sandwich mm-hmm. that me and my mom and dad would get. What I loved about it, too, was that the lettuce was shredded. Right. You know what I mean? It was like like finely shredded lettuce. Wasn't big, leafy, you know? Right. I didn't like, I don't want big, leafy lettuce, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't want big, beefy men, and I don't want big, leafy lettuce. I thought big, beefy men were your guilty pleasure. I graduated. Okay. To big Later leafy, on, you you got in the to, big, beefy to men. To thin, leafy lettuce. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I would go there, and I would ask for the special sandwich, and one day, I remember going, uh, my mom and dad sent me a story like, hey, you know, get three special sandwiches. Okay, cool. So I go and I go, hi, Paul. I was like, uh, can I get three special sandwiches? He goes, what's a special sandwich? And that pissed me the fuck off. <laughs> it pissed me off because this guy knows what the fuck a special sandwich is. He knows. Right. I've ordered a special sandwich a hundred fucking times. And he, and he knew every other fucking time is jerk off. But now all of a sudden he doesn't know what a special sandwich is because somebody was thinking of other things besides me. Yeah. And my sandwich. Somebody may have been having a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Then don't open your fucking store. Okay? Because the customer's always fucking right. They're usually wrong. I've dealt with customers a lot. That's true. They're usually wrong. Yeah. My dad had a store too. Yeah. My dad had a grocery store and. He was always, I'm sure. Great day every day. My dad? Yeah. My dad never had a good day in his life. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Ever. Uh, but, uh, but, but, but there was, there was definitely places like that where I had, I had my go-to spot, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, it was just like, this is where you went for this type of sandwich. Right. Um, and then in Delco, man, you know, th- there was a lot of shit. There was a lot of really good fucking food. Did you have any good spots like that that was like, I know oh, like, this is my not not just like this is where I like pizza, but right. something specific. There was a when I was very, very young and my dad still drove and everything. We would we would go to Booth's Corner. It was either every Friday or every Saturday. And he would like to go to the auction. They did an auction at Booth's Corner. OK. And the big thing for me was, oh, we're going to Booth's Corner. I'm going to get funnel cake. There's a Pennsylvania oh, Dutch place. that yeah. did great funnel cake at Booth's Corner. It's like, oh, this is funnel cake day. This is going to be great. It's like something you look forward to the whole week. I, I was talking to my son about that earlier, and I'm like, somebody had mentioned it, and it was like, I don't, I don't know who it was. I wish I would have remembered, but he was like, kids. It's almost like kids today, they don't appreciate things like they did mm-hmm. because they don't. They just get fed everything. Like you look forward to that crumb of yeah, great entertainment that you would have to wait a week for. Absolutely. Yeah. Now you don't do that. Now you don't get that. Now it's everything on demand. Yeah. Right. And, and and so that kind of loses, you know, how special things are. Like, mm-hmm. so me and my kids have been watching Only Murders in the Building, which is fucking fantastic. What I love about it is I have to wait a week. Yeah, yeah. It's not, I'm not spoiled. Staggered release. Yeah. yeah. And I have to fucking wait. I have no choice, but to, because if you put it, if you, because somebody could say, well, you know, you could just wait a week, but in between, no, I fucking can't. If I have access to a hundred shows, I'm watching a hundred in a row. Right. You know what I mean? I, I'm I'm never getting up. Yeah. I'm watching all of them. That's and just what I do. And then this this wasn't like a uh, just back to the, the the food things. And this wasn't like a restaurant, but we'd always go to my aunt's for uh, Saturday night. There was like spaghetti dinner, and the whole family would go to my aunt's. Isn't that fun? Yeah, and it's so it's fun, but then it's now it's kind of bittersweet because 
Uh, my one aunt just died. She died in uh, late or early August. Yeah. And uh, so I was down there. So actually, the week you were going to I, see I her. was going down to go see her, and she died the week before. Yeah. She and, was like, I don't want him coming. And I'm kidding. So. So we're kind of like talking after like the whole the family's talking afterwards. They're like, oh, shit. Like people are like, yeah, we don't have the, the spaghetti recipe anymore. The spaghetti meatballs recipe anymore because it kind of died with her. Like nobody got the recipe because I guess they would still make it every now and then. Until she it would have been nice if, if somebody was like, listen, all right. I know that this isn't Aunt Ron's recipe. Yeah. But let's just let's just, you know, have yeah. some spaghetti meatballs anyway right. in her honor or her memory. Yeah. You know, that that would have been cool. But what I what I said to you and you, you know, you said the same thing was what was good about that. It wasn't a saving grace, but it was the silver lining, silver lining as, yeah. as you had said, uh, was that. You got to see family that you wouldn't have otherwise seen. Yes. Either now or ever. It was like an impromptu family reunion. Yeah. Like that wouldn't have happened. And she brought that together by her not being, you know, like, so that's it sucks, but it's cool. Um, But yeah, so just back to the food thing, like it would be like that would be Saturday night and then we would go to church on Sunday and after church we would go to the VFW. My dad was like a former commander of the VFW. And they would have a big breakfast or like a buffet style breakfast. And that was like your weekend. Friday, you go to Boost Corner, you get your funnel cake. Saturday night, you're going to get spaghetti dinner. Sunday morning, you're getting breakfast at the VFW. And don't tell us about the day that you go and get pierogies. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Uh, Today's pierogi day um, as we're recording this. And um, we actually were talking about that in the wrestling chat uh, because your dad had uh, gone to get pierogies and he came home and he dropped dead. Yeah. It's a shame on pierogi day. So happy yeah. National Pierogi Day to those. And you're not eating pierogies. I don't though. celebrate National. No, you don't. You, you say fuck you, pierogies. I, I love pierogies. You you to the pierogies. I, I, I love pierogies. Yeah. I, I can't lie. Pierogies are fucking delicious. They're great. <laughs> and it's one of those things that I, that brings me back to my childhood because my mom ate pierogi. We had pierogies a lot growing yeah. up. Oh, we had them all the time. Like pierogies and kibbas were like staples. You, you boil you boil the pierogi. My mom would like I guess boil them and then fry, pan fry them with mm-hmm. onions. That's, oh man, dude, I love a crispy. Do you like them soft or you like them crunchy? Soft. We we would always have them soft. We didn't really fry them. You didn't like them fried? No, we would usually mm. get them from this church, and the church would just yeah, they would have them with onions, but it wouldn't be. They would be like soft. I, I eat them either way, but I'd rather have a crunchy. Um, but I'll eat them either way. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I love them. Now, yeah. how do you like it? Do you like it with ketchup? Uh sometimes yes, yeah, sometimes with ketchup. Because like when you see the Mrs. T pierogi uh commercial, they're like, it's like. The, in, in a big fucking pan with like cheese or this mm-hmm. or that i'm like i've never eaten it any other way but but with ketchup i think you know, sour cream yeah sour cream i've had it with idea. sour cream too but um uh when, when i think of like just certain sandwiches really it's it's those places in philly and then there's a one and you know the story and i've told the story a hundred fucking times i'll tell it a hundred and one I was on a soccer team. I told this on Pedantic. I think you've told this on every podcast we've been on. Good. Yeah. This is what yeah. this is my thing. This I, is your signature story. It's my signature story. I uh, it's not the funniest, but but to, but to telling a kid when I tell my kids, my kids love it. So my mom and dad had me on a soccer team. I guess it was like, oh, let's just get them. You know, all the other kids are playing soccer. You know, let's just go down and play. Okay, cool. So. I go down to Rizzo and they immediately put me on the team. I didn't even practice, dude. 
Mm-hmm. I guess I was like the fat kid. So yeah, it's probably one of those leagues where like everybody gets on a team. Sure. I guess that's what it was. I played one game. Didn't know what the fuck I was doing because I was dumb and nobody explained anything to me because I was dumb. And they were like, I guess he's too dumb to even explain. So he just, he's there. He's a person. Um, and then there's another game. And it was at a field across the street from a place in Philly called Levis's. Levis's was this old timey like fish cake. Pl- you know, you get hot dogs, fish cakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really a hot dog place. And uh, they had a thing called Champ Cherry Cola. And yeah, man, I I'd fucking quit. I quit playing the game. I didn't want to play anymore, you know? Right. And I fucking immediately went right across to Levis's because my dad's like, do you want to get out of here? You want to go get a hot dog? Oh, hell yeah, I do. And they would I think they would put the, the fish cake on the hot dog. Oh, wow. Yeah. Something weird. Almost like a precursor to like a fat. Whatever those fat yeah, sandwiches, the uh, grease truck sandwiches, yeah. right? Yeah, like you get a cheesesteak with like the fat Daryl, the fat cat. Fat, yeah. And there was one place in the Northeast, I think it was, it was called like the Fat Bitch. Yeah, basically like a pizza steak with like yeah, they, chicken fingers on it. It all, it all started in at Rutgers. Yeah, all, yep. yeah, it was like the, the grease trucks at Rutgers University. Yeah, and it was like if you if you could eat like a certain amount of them, you could get your own sandwich and put whatever. Now, you want of on course, it. there's gonna be people who be like, Nah, dude, it was in this place first. It was in Philly before. It was in Rutgers. They got the idea from Philly. people will say that, but I think it was, I think it I'm pretty start. sure it was Rutgers. I think it started at Rutgers. Well, you're saying you're pretty sure. I mean, you don't know. I don't know. Either. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. Uh, but but that's what I've heard. I've heard. I've always heard Rutgers first. I've heard other people try to dispute it. I don't care. But I'll, I'll just go with Rutgers because that's where I first. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard the most. Right. Uh, you know, I'll say it like that. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, I, I always found it funny, like. Because I'll tell the kids, like, yeah, I, I quit hot, uh, I quit soccer for a hot dog. But it's kind of true and it's kind of not. Like, I, I didn't You were quit. quitting anyway. I was quitting. Yeah, I didn't want to do it anyway. I had, I had no interest. I quit everything I've done. <laughs> everything I've ever done, I've quit. Except being a dad. I have not quit on that yet. Uh, nah, I won't do that. I won't quit on being a dad. But um, anyway, so we, we've covered that. We've covered Pepper Pot uh, soup. And it's funny because that was put out. Uh, in Philly, if you wanted to get Pepper Pot, you couldn't really find that. Mm-hmm. You couldn't find Pepper Pot like if you wanted uh, some some of the other uh, soups. I can't think of the, the brands now. Besides, like like what what are some of the if you're going to go to a store not not the Big C brand, right? What are some of the other brands? Like um, soup soup brands. Why can I not think of the one that's in like a blue can? That's Progresso. Name? Progresso, yeah. That's it. Thank you. Uh, I like you weren't finding Pepper Pot progresso yeah you know the only one i could ever find in was campbell's and campbell's is a philly area soup yes and it's uh it's it's based in uh i believe it's based in camden okay i could be wrong um so it came from camden well close enough close enough because when when you look up campbell's it'll say you know let's see let's look at I'm gonna do this on a fly here. Campbell's soup. Help me. Not not that's not, not that fly. Not that fly. No. Let's see the uh God, did you like Campbell's growing up? Yeah, headquarters Camden, New Jersey. Yeah, we would always get uh tomato soup a lot. Was be the big one I would have when I was a kid. Oh like we get tomato uh tomato soup and like bread and it was a fun time. <laughs> or a grilled cheese we would sandwich. get Campbell's soup and bread. No, no, no. It'd be like a grilled cheese or crackers. I'd always crumble up crackers and put them in tomato soup or chili. 
Do you ever do croutons in it? Uh, no, I don't think we did. I never did croutons. We always crumble up like saltines. Okay. Croutons, I only really ever have like salad. And then I, lo- I love croutons. I would eat them like by themselves. I love croutons. Yeah. So it just seems that it's just it's just a Camden thing. But again, Camden is very Philly. Adjacent. It's, a sense, it's, right over it's the essentially it's a fucking suburb of Philly. A very large suburb. It's literally right across the river. Yeah. The river. You know, you can take the uh, the ferry. Yeah. Um, is the ferry still in operation? I'm pretty sure. it is. I believe right? it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, I loved the chunky soups. I don't remember having the chunky soups until later. Really? Like, I remember like the red and white Campbell's soups. I remember love chunky soups chunk- being later. Love chunky soups as a kid. Oh my god, I loved chunky. There was I, I loved I loved chunky. There was to me that like out of like canned food, there's two things that I loved, and and there was nothing that I loved more than chunky soup. Mm-hmm. And um, goober grape. Oh, okay. Like the stripe. It's the peanut yeah, butter and jelly stripes. Mm-hmm. I, there was nothing I love more than because nobody likes soup more than your boy. Me. You're a soup guy. I'm the biggest soup guy that you know. There's nobody that likes soup more than me. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody, but nobody that you know. Right. There's nobody. Yeah. What? Because somebody makes soup because somebody has made you know, chili once. I made chili last night. You did. All right. I made chili on the fucking whim. And I bet you my chili is just as good, if not better. And I don't even enter chili competitions. I didn't really. I You would always hear about chili cook-offs from like sitcoms and stuff. The first time I ever saw it actual, actually be a thing was uh, where I work. I don't know if they've done it the last few years because of the pandemic, but my work would have every year like a big chili cooking competition. Yeah, I, I've never been involved in one. I would love to go to one. Yeah, uh, I've I've never been. You could eat a lot of chili. And chili's yeah, fuck great. yeah, this, it's great. I don't. I would never want to enter in one ever. I would never because it's it's not what I'm. It's not what I'm into. I'm into eating the chili. You know, right? Like I I like to make the chili because I want to eat the chili. But right. if I but if I have a chance to just eat all the the chili without having to make it, I'll do yeah, that. You just eat the chili. It's just that the problem is is that finding good canned chili is kind of hard to come by. It is, yeah. You know, I guess the Campbell's is okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Now, did you ever like? Did you like the Wendy's chili? Because there's some people yeah. who are like Wendy's chili's fucking awful. Oh yeah, it's awful. It's the worst. It's thing. the worst. I loved it. Fuck yeah. you. I like it. Yeah, but my my go to was always like, yeah, you get the taco salad with the chili, baked potato. Yeah, for me. I, uh, yeah, baked potatoes are good too. Yeah, because there's everybody's got their go to meal. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got. I love that too. I love that. It's like everybody has their specialty order. Yeah, thing for me at Wendy's. I'm getting a, uh, a a chicken sandwich, mm-hmm. spicy chicken sandwich, baked potato with cheese and broccoli, and a chili. Make this is making me very hungry. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't eaten a lot today. I apologize. I ate chili. That was all I've eaten today. That I made. Yeah, yeah. It's the chili that I made. How was it? It was very good. Thank it was you. it was very good. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten. Nine. Was it? No. Do you think? No. It was, it was excellent. Yeah. And, and and the fucking hilarious thing about that. I literally just whipped it up you last second. Okay. I, I I diced up, you know, some fucking bell peppers and some celery and onions, tossed it in a pan and uh, or in a pot. I was just like cooking everything up and uh, I literally just winged it and made I, I I had it simmering. I came up, you know, I put all the spice. I had everything in there and uh, I can't because I, I don't I don't want to sit here. I'm like, yeah, I'm already talking too much. 
I don't tell everything that I put in. Sony's fucking business. But anyway, I came up here and I was hanging up up here for a while. And I went downstairs and uh, the consistency was fucking just so it was so nice. It was thick and it was just fucking uh, delicious. But anyway, going back uh, to when I was a kid, my my love of soup, like, I don't know, man. I think it will literally rival anybody that you know that likes soup. Uh, or maybe you can't rival it. Maybe, maybe because I think that I do love soup more than anybody that I've ever met. Yeah, and yeah, like, I... I like soup's fine, but I like I like soup, but it's not like a passion of mine. Pa- I, I can't talk about soup like a lot. Oh, I can. I I know. I can. You have. Yeah. I, it's and I like that you said that. Oh, I know you can. It's like it bothers you. It's like it bothers you. My my soup. It's like yeah, this fucking dude in his soup. But that should tell you that I love soup more than you, Rosh. Oh, oh sorry. Okay. But anyway, I love it so much, and I think I think I understand why I love it. There was something from when I was a kid. That, that you know how like you just associate like a certain memory, a certain, a certain something with something, you know? Yeah. You associate something, maybe a smell brings you back to a good time, whatever it was. When I was a kid, I remember loving going to a place in Jersey called Soupy Island. Okay. It was called Soupy Island. It was um it's I'm not actually now now it I'm, was a soupy sales theme park. Uh wouldn't wouldn't that be a fucking great, yeah. amazing? Uh, West Effort. It was Front Street in West Effort. And it was an old uh, sanitarium mm-hmm. that I guess it was for like kids, kids that were sick that had uh, tuberculosis. Oh, wow. And it was like, OK, this is a place for these kids to go mm-hmm. and play because there's a playground that I believe Campbell's start or somebody. I, I don't know who exactly who started it, but. But what I do know is it's it's this sanitarium that that's opened up for these kids, and what they did was they served soup, like huh. so much soup to these kids, right? That they were like, oh, let's just call it Soupy Island, you know? And then then it became during the Great Depression a place for people to bathe. Oh wow! And just hang out and all this stuff. And that was a big thing too in the pre- soups and stews. There's something where you can make a meal last. You can make like stretch out a dollar. Right. Yeah. And that's and that, you know, it became this big thing. And now there's there's like a uh, a, a carousel there. And uh, I think I think Campbell's actually invested in and put some they start planting some trees and made oh, wow. like a better park that's or whatever. Yeah. Like, I guess because they're like, oh, you're called Soupy Island. We're Campbell's Soup. We're right here. Yeah. You know, so uh, but, match made in heaven. Yeah. And, and that was like one of my favorite places as a kid going over to Soupy Island. It just felt like. It felt like you were going on an adventure. Like we're taking a ferry over to Soupy Island. <laughs> yeah, you know, like like I felt it like it sounds like something would be on Dora the Explorer. Or like or, or, Dora like, and Boots need to go to Soupy Island. Right, yeah, yeah. Or, or you're like Tom Sawyer. Yeah, like come on, Huck, we're going over to Soupy Island. You know, or it's an island that's starting to go underwater now, so it's just very it's marshy. Mushy. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't go there. That uh, should be honest. That should be honest. You got to hold on to the big chunks of potato. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> all right. Well, that's 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 all I have. I just wanted to share my love for soup mm-hmm. and Soupy Island and and uh, our 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 food talk. Um, I hope you enjoyed it and I hope maybe it makes you hungry. It like did it, make me hungry. Like it I'm made you freaking hungry. starving. Right, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish I had more chili to give you. Yeah, it's fine. I'll find something to eat. Yeah. All right.
Well, anyway, I hope that uh, that that you love us like we love you. If you have any questions or comments, email us at cheesesteaksuplex at gmail.com. Check out projecthumanoid.com. Buy a shirt and all that good stuff. And do uh, you have anything left to say? Yeah. No? Okay. We'll just call them in the ring. Right.